You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. In this world of turmoil, you're struggling to find energetic balance, and you panic because your spirituality is not where you desire it to be. Yet creating a powerful foundation of empowerment is what you know you can achieve. Hi, I am Martin Neal Campbell, author of the book Receiving the Gift We Give, which is available on Amazon eBooks and my website, receivingthegiftwegive.com. I invite you to uncover your power and greatly expand your energies by embracing your divine self. Sovereign Self is about individual empowerment and freedom. In exploring this sovereign self, our discussions will encompass self-love, oneness, and diverse spiritual understandings as life is a journey of expansion which never ends. Join author Martin Neil Campbell, trainer and business facilitator Karen Murphy, and spiritual archaeologist Ron Mayer as their discussions help lead their listeners into an ever-expanding journey of peace, love, joy, and freedom to become who you desire and be your sovereign self. Welcome to Sovereign Self. I am your host, Martin Neil Campbell, and your two fabulously divine and always wondrous and intuitive and insightful (laughs) co-hosts are Karen Murphy and Ron Mayer. Say hello to everyone, guys. Hello, everybody. Hello, folks. Yes, hello indeed. And I know we said it in the last program, but welcome to the new year. It is 2017. And we do have an interesting set of programs we've planned for 2017. At the moment, I'm calling them Expressions of Love. One of the things about talking about love, which we have an awful lot, saying coming from your center of love, come from your heart, mm-hmm. in that in many ways, people might get confused as to exactly what does that mean. And it does entail an awful lot about who we are being at any time. So in the next series of programs, we're going to go through what we're calling the expressions of love, I've often said that the center of love is who we are. And while it is good to know, it is our expansion into love that is important. And for many people, becoming love can be a shift both monumental and subtle. There are many layers to love, many expressions to love that we can explore. Each expression differs from the other, although a lot of them are very much the same but they all hook in together. They all become one in many ways. And I'll give it some examples. So the following is a, it's an incomplete list of expressions of love that we are capable of displaying. And although I have a list here of 31, I will read about 10. (laughs) (laughs) Just so you know, right off the bat, this program is about accountability as being an expression of love. And there is confidence, there's courage, there's empathy. There's fearlessness, there's grace, there's honesty, there's humility, there's integrity, there's kindness, there's respect, there's responsibility, there's trust, unity and wisdom, just to name a few. And as we go through the coming weeks, we're going to talk about each of these and more. We're hoping in many ways, it's almost like a complete course on tapping into a being of love and how you get there. So all these pieces we talk about that we are to express and be 
all help you come from your center of love. As you understand them and you become them and you actually express these expressions of love, you will get to understand more and more what it means to be loving. As a combined group of traits, these expressions of love are, I believe, essential ingredients in being self-sovereign. And coming from your heart, as we always said, is a key distinction as to why these traits, when expressed, differ from our unloving behaviors. And in order for them to work, it's a requisite that you understand them from within your hearts. What always goes back to your heart and love. And each of these expressions of love, when understood, are acts of knowing, I say, in harmony with the heart. So they work with the heart. And they are acts because our actions give them form. And with understanding, they become an integral part of knowing who we are and why. Also, the more expressions of love we know, the more we appreciate how they work in harmony. It is our experience of these expressions of love through our actions, which are directed from our heart, which allow us to become more loving and come from our center of love. So it all folds in together in one big, wonderful circle. That is our intent in the coming weeks, is to talk about these, and we'll use practical examples, too, as to why they're good in your life, how they help you in your life, and how they move you forward to come more from your heart center. So as I said, on this program, we're going to be focusing on accountability. I would say that the first thing I did in looking up accountability, just to get a sense of what people were saying, I went to the dictionary and it said, being responsible for your decisions or actions and Mm -hmm. expected to explain them when you're asked. Right. And it is accountability of somebody, which is you, to somebody, which would be someone else. Another interesting one was it's a form of trustworthiness, mm-hmm. the trait of being answerable to someone for something or being responsible for one's conduct. And I, I like them all because they all give a flavor of what accountability is. It's very interesting that a lot of people I noticed were getting back and forth online and talking about it. But a lot of people confuse accountability with responsibility. And the two are not the same at all. Mm -hmm. Personal accountability, I would say, is being willing to answer, to be accountable for the outcomes resulting from your choices, behaviors, and actions, which to me is probably the best of those definitions. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It all heads in that direction. And I guess on that note, giving sort of a definition and a flavor of accountability, and I have a lot more, but before I ramble on too much, I'll throw it out there to see if... Karen or Ron, do you want to chime in? Karen? Um, Yeah, sure. I actually did similar type work, Martin, as far as taking a look and seeing what other people were talking about with respect to accountability. And not unlike you, I actually looked at it from two perspectives and then how they relate in multiple different scenarios. So taking a look at accountability to oneself and then accountability to others. And then I tried to delineate in my thought process what that looked like. And I think when you talked a little bit about one of the definitions being a form of trustworthiness and conduct, what I immediately went to, and I love that because what I immediately went to is if you're being authentic in who you are, 
and you're actually walking the talk, then being accountable to yourself is being very honest with yourself and saying, am I coming from my code of conduct or my ethic? And then in translating that to, can others hold me accountable for that? Absolutely. But the delineation for me is holding me accountable for my code of conduct and who I am and my authenticity. So that removes that, that piece that I think often gets mired in there about judgment and holding people accountable for something you want versus or how you think they should be versus how they are. So that was one kind of concept that kind of ran through my mind when I think about accountability, particularly when you're talking about coming from one's heart center and self-sovereignty. And then the other piece was taking a look at how accountability plays within yourself and then within your relationships, both personal, perhaps professional, and perhaps maybe in acquaintances. And I started to think about what kind of actions would I hold myself accountable for? So just to give an example, when I'm coming from my heart center, that's being loving and caring not only for myself, but for others. So that would be holding myself accountable to treat myself well. And we've talked before about actions of self-love and nurturing and being healthy and doing what makes you feel good. And then it's also about making sure that I always refer to it as walking the talk. So that would be, how do I hold myself accountable with others? And how do I check myself at the door with that? And it really translates to very simple things like saying good morning, smiling to people on the street or when you greet them. The third way that I often think about is if you see someone, I actually had a situation the other day where I bumped into someone entering into uh, a building and they were clearly out of sorts. And I don't know whether they were grumpy. And it immediately went through my mind, are they grumpy? Are they, you know, what's going on? And I proceeded to hold my conduct the same way as I always would. I helped them with the door. I greeted them. But then I acknowledged that they were not in a place. And I, I don't know this person. It was just an acquaintance. I don't know where they were coming from. So I also respected um, after being friendly and after being accountable to what my code of conduct was, I also gave them the space so that I didn't continue with dialogue, clearly understanding that they weren't there for whatever reason. I like that. The only thing I would add to that, and I came across this statement when someone was talking about it, is ask yourself, can people count on me Mm -hmm. to do what I'll say I'll do as I said I would do it? Exactly. And that goes to the heart of many of the examples you were you were talking about because we hold ourselves out as being x and we're going to do x and we want to behave as x whatever that is that x then can people count on you to do that will, will you always do what you say you do and that's right. being countable doesn't mean you can't change that and explain that but you could you always have to be accountable and trustworthy in that sense mm-hmm. yeah and, and to my way of being, accountability is, I think, in many ways, a real frightening word as well as a bad word. You just have to look at politics, for instance, when they're campaigning for the position of prime minister or president, they make a lot of campaign promises. Mm-hmm. And then how accountable are they to keeping those promises once they're in office? It really goes to how authentic you are with yourself 
and knowing that when are are you in alignment with what you say you're going to do and your actions right there there's a lot of people out there that have agendas that can be really really difficult if you're if you hold an agenda then being accountable to what you say you're going to do can most often than not be very risky and be and can be very difficult to to uphold if you don't have an agenda and you are simply coming from your authentic self or as authentic as you can possibly be being authentic is an easy thing it's a snap it's almost like effortless it's real it is real so the more real you are with yourself and i think ultimately it's how accountable are you to yourself because the moment you break your own accountability is the moment you lose your power. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, how many times have we heard people say, oh, my goodness, I didn't expect them to react that way. It's so unlike them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have to ask yourself, did you step out of being real? Did you step out of your own authenticity? Did something occur in that present moment that mucked havoc? with who you are and your authenticity? Was it fear? Was it anxiety? What was it? But for some reason, you stopped walking the talk. Uh And you know it as soon as you do it, and others recognize it. It goes back to Martin's introduction of being a form of trustworthiness. Whether someone agrees Uh with your particular code of conduct or not, if they can depend that it will always be that way Uh until it's not, but Uh not to waver up and down and back and forth, that reliability that creates mm-hmm. that that trustworthiness. And you know, it's funny in politics. It, I find it's really it's it's strange sometimes that politicians will sometimes make a promise, and rather than go back and say, "Well, I know I made this promise, but it appears at this point that I'm not going to be able to do what I said I was going to be able to do," and be completely honest with it, they end up bending the truth. They mm-hmm. will end up distorting and make it appear that their promise was somehow acknowledged and it might have been slightly different, but it was, it's still there in the sense that there was some movement towards it. But Karen, as you were saying, this is where people's trust in people who, who claim accountability and then fail and try to cover it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is where well, that, that lack of trust comes in. Yeah. Well, they simply won't trust them anymore. But they're not being accountable by doing that. Right. No, they're not. So they're, they're, not. they're being the exact reverse. Yeah, and this is why I was saying accountability could be a real scary word to a lot of people who hold agendas. Yeah. Especially if those agendas are not made public. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and the other end of that, too, is holding people accountable. Accountability, while well, it's about being reliable and trustworthy, mm-hmm. it's also not about, I would say – fear and stress because a lot of people use accountability not to get high performance or some people hold to their integrity and whatnot but they use it over people it's not about that it's not about fear or stress because a lot of people use the word accountability oh you're accountable for that or mm-hmm. you know where's your accountability yeah. mm-hmm. and they use it as a fear thing mm-hmm. but it shouldn't be it should be used in order to hold yourself to a standard that improves your performance or your integrity and also having a willingness to be held accountable by others in a loving way so that while you have a set goal and you're accountable for it things happen and things don't always work out the way you're, that you expect them to 
it doesn't mean you don't learn from your mistakes, mm -hmm. so you don't repeat them. And obviously, it's preferable to do all the work perfect every time, but we know that's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. Because we can't control everything, other people, weather, whatever, environmental factors are out there, and it's senseless to do so, you have to recognize that accountability is also, as we said, coming from your heart, being honest, mm -hmm. and saying where things went wrong and why. Mm -hmm. So that if you're supposed to deliver something to someone the next afternoon and you have a snowstorm that has five feet of snow and there's no way anything's <laughs> going to move, right. you can't be held accountable for that. Now, your accountability would say you didn't do what you said you were going to do. But then when you, you give the reasons, and it's not excuses, mm -hmm. you give the reasons and something that hindered it from occurring that no one had control over, it's not supposed to be accountability is perfection. It's mm -hmm. accountability is you're accountable to a point. We must come from our heart when we're holding people accountable as well. <laughs> well, and Martin, I, I think you've brought up a really good point that I'd like to elaborate on because I, I really love the examples and the way you've actually dialogued about that because I think a lot of people can really relate to what you were just saying. And what came to my mind is, in particular, when we talk about it in a business perspective, right. um, mm -hmm. whether it be at work and deliverables, mm -hmm. I think oftentimes, a couple of points, oftentimes supervisors, bosses, whomever, whomever you're being held accountable to, let's say, often mistake the concept of accountability versus meeting the goal. And right. I actually separate the two. So for example, if I'm being held accountable, it, using your example, if I'm held accountable to do something on Monday morning and there's a freak snowstorm and I can't make it in, I miss the goal. But does that make me unreliable or untrustworthy? Absolutely not. So it, it does not waver or impact my ability to be accountable. That's my first thought. The other thought is that when you were talking about it, oftentimes if we think about in the workplace, if we have a team of folks, every year you set goals and targets. And I think one of the things that organizations used to do, and hopefully many of them are moving away from it. I know the organization I work for has definitely moved away from it. And that is when you're setting accountabilities for the supervisor or boss or the person in charge to be setting someone else's accountabilities is really imposing something upon someone else. So oftentimes, if you think about when you're goal setting with your teams, in my thought process, it behooves us to say, what is it that you would like, like that you think you can deliver? What is it? How is it you'd like to be accountable? And why is that? Now, you can push that and stretch that. But at the end of the day, if you say here, Martin, Ron, here's the 10 things you're accountable for because you report to me. Mm. That's not your accountability. That's someone imposing something they want done upon you. Instead mm -hmm. of saying, here's sort of the, the goal that we're trying to achieve, Martin and Ron, how can I engage you? And what would be your accountability in helping to achieve this? Right. Two, two very different things there. Right. One, one that is acknowledging the person's authenticity and self-sovereignty in that everybody has a, a choice in the matter. When you're given... 10 things to be accountable for with no opportunity to say, yes, I'll be accountable to eight of them. But those other two, I'm not taking responsibility for those. I'm not going to be accountable to those. It's a two-way street. I, account, accountability has to be agreed upon be, between all parties. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think that's where when we think about accountability, 
And we often, as you said earlier, I think I'm not sure it was Martin or Ron that talked about people, you know, confusing accountability with responsibility. Martin, I think it might have been you. And I I think we think about the term accountability and we think about it from a a self-sovereign perspective and coming from your heart. For me, it's about how is it that I'm going to act? What is it people can expect of me? What can I expect of myself? What will guide me? What is my code of conduct, my code of ethic, my belief system, whatever that's made of, my value system? That is what I will hold myself accountable for. And that's what everyone else is welcome to hold me accountable for and call me out on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. However, if it's outside of that, to me, that's not accountable. I think that's a misused word in corporations where we talk about goals and targets and accountability. I actually see them as almost quite diverse and almost Mm -hmm. incongruent to one another. Yeah. And accountability really is an intention as a leader in, in talking about people and who wants to be accountable and for what is it should be the intention of them to help that person perform at a higher level and help them succeed right but some of the clear things which were just brought up is that you need to give a clear objective you know how can you expect a person to be accountable if they don't know where they're going mm-hmm. and the necessary skills comes in too so oh. People will turn down being accountable for something because if the person doesn't know how something works and and isn't skilled in that yet, how can they be accountable for it? Mm -hmm. They need the training. They need all that. So the communication, the clear objectives, uh, making sure people have necessary skills, and this is something that people should recognize within themselves too, is if you don't understand the message, ask questions. If you don't have the necessary skills, don't just take it on because you think they expect you to. For people to be responsible, then, again, like the clear objective, you have to clearly define the results you want so people know exactly where they're going. And all of those come, things come into play from both sides for accountability. You have accountability to build that car. If they say, what's a car? That's just not going to work. <laughs> you know? So there's there's layers. True in, in personal relationships, whether it be romantic relationships or friendships, how often have you seen relationships and the demise of relationships because, and we often hear, well, you should have done this or well, you hurt me because, well, in mm-hmm. all likelihood, if we're hearing statements like that, either the person is not holding themselves accountable and not walking the talk or the other person has put expectations on them that they never agreed to. So they ought not be surprised when they're not holding them their own selves accountable, and mm-hmm. therefore someone else can't hold them accountable. So I actually see accountability as as I do with as as we talk through many of these expressions of love. I believe that all of these expressions that we're going to talk about in this show and the coming shows are very personal, and not that they are only personal in nature because it can certainly be applied to businesses and you know a variety of relationships, but they come from within. So when I think about all of the uh, emotions of love and tapping into my center of love and actually the expressions of love, they have to come from within, and then people either accept them or reject them. And they also have that free will and that choice. So when I think of accountability, I think of it as a very personal thing. You can absolutely hold me accountable that I will be honest with you. And when I'm not, you absolutely can call me out on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
for example, and this is not who I am and this is not coming from heart center, but just to, to sort of bring, you know, sort of it to light. If I frequently do not tell the truth and you frequently see that, what would make you think later on that it would be a big surprise if I would lie? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And why would anybody want to trust you? Exactly. Yeah. Now, the one thing with re- accountability and responsibility, mm-hmm. I'd like to touch on that a little bit because we sure. touched on it a little bit, but, but we it'd be nice to go a little bit deeper with that. When I see people who are claiming to be accountable to a situation and then they, for somehow or for whatever reason, fail to uphold that accountability, are they responsible for the consequences? If you have failed in your accountability, the issue of trust is immediately up in front. Will I be able to trust them the next time or will they fall again? Now, and you were were saying a little earlier, Karen, about people who will more often than not go through the blame game and start blaming other people for their lack of accountability in any situation. And this is not taking responsibility for the consequences. Absolutely. Yeah. Responsibility for the consequences of your actions, then when you do fail in your accountability, you won't be per- perceived as, as someone who is not trustworthy because True. you will also see them attempting to correct and take responsibility for the situation and bring back balance to it. Mm-hmm. Right. And the one comment I would make there, Ron, and I absolutely agree, that the one phrase you use there is responsibility for their actions. And I think that's where we, we have a bit of a challenge more when we go to the business world, not so much in the personal world. In the personal world, absolutely, taking accountability for your actions and then taking responsibility for them and either taking the opportunity to try to remedy them or at least understand the consequences of your actions. When it comes to accountability on a business perspective, there's a little bit bigger dynamic and, and this is where it causes a little bit of painstaking sort of discussion around this Because at the end of the day, businesses are out to achieve certain goals and targets. And there's always the acknowledgement that things will happen in a business environment, regardless of what industry you're in, that is outside outside your control. Mm -hmm. So oftentimes people may miss the mark because of outside issues, things that they could in no way, shape or form control. Mm -hmm. Are they still held accountable? Here's where my dilemma becomes. If they miss the mark on that, my my thought process is they're still walking the talk. They're still authentic. They're still trustworthy. Mm -hmm. Something happened outside of their control that Mm -hmm. from a business perspective, we missed the mark. And, And I think that's where we start to blend all of that stuff in together. And I'm okay with the term accountability. And I'm okay with the terminology that says within business, I will hold you accountable to this. What I don't quite understand mm-hmm. is if let's say it's if, let's say it's a compensation package or something mm-hmm. i understand if we miss the mark and we don't have the dollars to pay the compensation then that's a consequence as a result of an external factor but to penalize individuals because of something that was outside of their control if funds are still available to pay that compensation that's where i struggle to truth be and told. I, in business I would say your responsibilities are the tasks which you are assigned and you have the authority to perform. Mm -hmm. And usually that's something that's agreed with your manager of the company. And yes, you're expected to perform them as long as there's no 
extenuating horrible circumstances that occurred. But I'd say in that sense, you are therefore accountable for your responsibilities. So accountable comes in in that sense, but accountability tends to mean more than responsibility. Well, so, think, sorry, go ahead, Martin. So, so senior management roles tend to have the word accountable used more often where responsibilities really is more for a junior role or tasks or things you're, things underneath that you're, you're tasked or someone else's mm -hmm. tasked to do. So a manager would be responsible for their staff's behavior and their responsibilities. So and the manager could be held accountable for the staff member's actions. So, so the bigger the picture, the more the term accountability is applied. In, in business, I think so. I would agree with you, Martin. The only thing that I, that I struggle with, and I absolutely agree with you, and I actually think it's valid. From a business perspective, I think it's absolutely valid because mm. that's how businesses run. Right. My point mm. or my thought process here is that that's a, in some ways that usage of the term accountability is different than what I'm talking about when I talk about accountability from a um, self-sovereign perspective. So that terminology, it's, it's part and parcel of how we as a culture operate. But in the terminology of business, when you talk about accountability, I mean, at the end of the day, if you're running a corporation, you have to make money to continue surviving. Mm -hmm. And as a corporation, there's all kinds of things that are outside of your control. So in some cases, there's a bit of a, an unknown out there. Mm -hmm. Right. So I do believe that that is accountability from a business perspective, but that's not what I talk about from a self-sovereign perspective, if that makes any sense at all. Yeah, it does, although they both sort of fit together because someone may be responsible for taking out the garbage. Someone else may be responsible for cutting the lawn. Someone else may be responsible for getting groceries. If they're your children or in a household, then usually – they're accountable to do each of those, but then someone who's running the household would be accountable to make sure it's all done as well. There is layers up, and when you use accountability in that form, it still goes back to being willing to answer to be accountable for the outcomes resulting from your choices, right. behaviors, and actions. Right. It always goes back to those, because if you're not being a, a responsible or accountable, you're not looking at the outcomes resulting from your choices, behaviors, and actions. Right. And I, I think, and I agree with you, Martin, I think where I come from when I, when I term the, when I think of expressions of love and tapping into your center of love, mm -hmm. then if I look at myself from a, an accountability perspective, if something outside of my control occurs mm -hmm. and I miss the mark on something, right. I'm not going to feel any outside of feeling, you know, disappointed. No. I'm not going to question my integrity. No. I'm not going to question my code of conduct. I'm not going to question my trustworthiness. And I would anticipate that those in my circle would not either. But I would still understand that, hey, I, I may not get that uh, 2% that I, I wanted yes, to get. You're, or, you're or still, yeah, you're still going to be taking responsibility for the consequences of your lack of accountability. If well, you're not accountable, and this is where we have such a huge problem, especially in business. In 2008, those companies that received bailouts, they were they accountable or not accountable when it came to excusing the people at the top with this, these massive bonuses that they ended up giving them after rape, literally raping the public for bailout money? 
Yeah, but there was no accountability there. That's right. the problem. This is the and this is the thing. That's so but that was all within their control. I yeah. think of accountability when when I say I'm going to be accountable for something, it means that I'm going to walk the talk that I've expressed. Oh. I'm going to live within the, my code of conduct, coming from my heart center, and I'm going to be a, my authentic self. If I miss a goal or miss a mark, but I've still done all of those things, I will not hold myself accountable. However, I will accept the consequences, but I will not allow it to shake my feeling of self-worth around accountability. And and, and the trick to that is being responsible for the consequences because if you know you're going to be responsible for the consequences, you're – self-empowerment with regards to um, accountability is still intact it's still there it's still because you're you're saying okay yes i failed but i know what the consequences are and i'm dealing with the consequences to try to rectify the situation yeah because accountability is really giving an account of what was entrusted to you and what you did right but what applies from that people will expect an appropriate level of commitment, which, you know, as you walk the talk. Mm -hmm. And it is generally doing the work correctly. But the second point I always love there is it's learning from mistakes so you don't repeat them. Exactly. It is part of it. It's, as I said earlier, no one can do everything perfectly. Right. But did they do everything that would be expected from someone in that position? Again, going back to asking the questions what are your skills mm-hmm. you if someone took on something they were going to be accountable for and they didn't have the skills to do it then i would say that falls on them mm-hmm. yeah because if they took it on and they someone saw they didn't have the skills to do it and things were going wrong all over the place they would and should then be held accountable for not being capable of doing it they should have stood up and said or gone to someone who could help them to do it but they should not have fallen flat when they knew they didn't have the skills. So they would be held accountable because they took on something that they knew they couldn't properly handle. Exactly. And exactly. I think so, so don't don't ever promise more than what you're when you what you think you can actually accomplish. Right. Right. And I think the other thing too is and this is I think probably more uh, from my perspective in business than in personal relationships or personal accountability. Mm-hmm. And that is that it's part of that that being accountable and knowing what the task is at hand and what the, the goal or the target is at hand, if you have the, the correct skill set, you should also anticipate those things that may be out of your control and do what you can to mitigate them. So, for example, if I go back to the example of the snowstorm, Martin. Right. Let's say, for example, I have homework due. Let's say I'm a student at school and I've got homework due and I live in a country where they have cold, cold winters and freak snowstorms. So if I wait till the last night to do that homework and I don't hand it in advance, knowing full well that the weather could wreak havoc, have I fully anticipated what I should have anticipated? And that maybe takes a little bit deeper, but thinking about that skill and accountability and saying, okay, well, if you often hear about, you know, young students saying, well, my project was due on Friday and I had it done Thursday night, but there was a freak snowstorm. Well, if they were calling for a snowstorm for four days, you might have wanted to finish it earlier and get it in earlier. 
that to me is a delineation between going, hmm, I'm going to hope that that outside extremity doesn't prevent me from doing this. But if I truly wanted to be accountable and truly trustworthy and had the foresight to see that with all of the variables ahead of me, I would have handed in a day early. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Accountability does – you're right. It encompasses all phases of any process to getting to the goal or all parts. And that would be a part thereof because if you can see something that could happen, you're supposed to either try and mitigate it, uh, work around it, or do whatever you can to make sure it doesn't happen or it doesn't hinder you from getting to your goal. And truly being accountable would be doing all that. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's the highest end of accountability. And it takes a lot of knowledge, a lot of thought. And being aware to cover that much accountability off. But if you ultimately want to be accountable, that's what you have to do. Mm-hmm. You can't plead ignorance in many mm-hmm. ways. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. And we could take it to simple examples. I mean, if there's yeah, – I love the freak stor- snowstorm example or high winds or water, whatever it happens to be, wherever our listeners are. If that is being forecasted. For example, let's say you've got a really important meeting on Tuesday morning and they're calling for a mound of snow. Does the person who's holding themselves accountable and truly wanting to be trustworthy and live to their code of conduct, do they set their alarm for an hour earlier or do they set it for the same time? Yeah. Just Uh to oversimplify Uh it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh And that can quite often come up because if it is that much of an important meeting, let's say – it's the last chance you have to meet to make a $500 million project go through. And if you don't meet that day, it won't happen. Right. I would hope that people would get there early to recognize that there could be problems or even try and set it a day earlier to avoid the whole thing. Exactly. But it's funny the way when people have a vested interest monetarily or otherwise in the outcome, they behave with more accountability. <laughs> exactly. Martin, exactly. And that's why from a – when I think about it from a business perspective, that's why I think it's always prudent as a, as a leader to always engage your team to say, what is it that you're, you're comfortable being accountable with? And let's talk about that. Here's my expectation. Here's your expectation. Is this going to reach our goal? Are, are you comfortable stretching? Am I comfortable? You know, where's that compromise to make sure that you're all going to a common goal? Mm-hmm. Yep. I was just going to add one other thing with regards to leadership in businesses and teamwork. Usually, in my understanding, it is the leader that delegates responsibilities to those beneath or to those who are the team or who are going to take action with regards to these goal come to fruition. So he delegates the responsibilities and then provides the freedom to those people to make those decisions. He then is responsible for what those people will make. This is what accountability to your team is all about as well. Absolutely, Ron. Good point. Yeah. And and that that makes sense because most projects, most things you work at do involve – Mm-hmm. People that you will, when you're accountable for a project, it involves multiple people, and you do have to respect their responsibilities and trust them to do what they're doing. Doesn't mean you do it blindly and just walk away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is this is how you engender trust with the leader himself. Whenever somebody makes a decision and it's a poor decision on the team, and it it costs the company dearly in, in either funds or image or whatever or whatever what have you. 
the leader will always step in and say, I'm the bottom line here. I'm the one that will decide what's going to happen and will take the responsibility for correcting the situation because I'm accountable to my team and what they do. It's the same thing in politics. When someone within politics does something wrong, it usually falls to the head, the prime minister or the president of you know the country, to take responsibility for correcting the situation. This is accountability. When we don't see these leaders taking accountability as was the case in 2008 with a lot of these companies, for instance, receiving a bailout, or even in in politics where we see um, abuse of power taking hold and then not being responsible for the outcomes and trying to shift the blame or even obscure everything and try to hide it all. This is a lack of accountability completely. We've seen that in, in the Catholic faith unfortunately, with regards to child abuse and how far the church was was going to go to try to cover it and not take accountability for the priests who were unfortunately abusing children. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, it's an interesting conversation because as I was looking into a lot of the definitions, one of the things that kept coming up was about admitting, and I don't like the word failure, but admitting, um, I'm going to use the term missing the mark, because that's the term that I I, I prefer. But when that happens, so if we're talking about leaders, whether it be politics, whether it be personal, professional, in business, if that is your level of accountability, then at some point in time, I think people, I believe, people respect someone who stands up and say, I take ownership for that. I am responsible for that. And then to your point, I think, Martin, that you were talking about earlier, what did I learn from that? And for someone to be able to stand up and say, here's the deal. I'm the one that's ultimately responsible, so I take complete accountability. I will not offer any excuses. What I've learned from this experience is what I need to do differently. Not what I learned is Joey couldn't be trusted or Joey didn't have the skill set because those are all excuses. What I believe to be fully accountable, I would want to hear is I'm responsible and therefore what I've learned is I have a responsibility to be more in tune with my team skill sets or be more in tune with um, perhaps things that might be external to my control that I ignored or I I did not become aware of. But to actually stand up and take ownership for that and say, what I've learned is this, and therefore going forward, here's how I can act differently. I think people will have a huge respect for, I know I have a huge respect for that kind of response over, well, if I'd known Joey was, you know, lacking in that skill, or if I'd known, you know, knew the snow was going to fall, those are just excuses to me. Yep. And personal accountability in the end is not about anyone else or anything else. It's all about the me. You have personal accountability to choose or not. It's yours to practice or not. Anything else makes it about others or other things. And blaming, complaining, rationalizing, all of that stuff are all mechanisms people use to avoid accountability. Uh The reason we do that is because, obviously, we want to avoid appearing imperfect or not in control. Uh But the weird thing about that is we all hit those points and we're not always in control. So it's an odd fear because it is a false expectation appearing real that you have to be perfect all the time. Mm -hmm. 
the one line I liked is that accountability cannot be shared. We often hear the term shared responsibility, but there is no such thing as shared accountability. It's an oxymoron. <laughs> you know, you're, you're absolutely correct in many ways. That, and again, I think it's the, the loose usage of the English language. Yeah. And in terminology that we've come to sort of mire into meaning different things. Mm-hmm. But you're right. At the end of the day, it's only shared. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that you all have a piece to the pie, but you still have individual accountability. Well, no, you have individual responsibilities. Sorry, you have individual responsibility, yes. Only mm-hmm. one person should be accountable. Yes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And th- yeah. that's, that's also another quandary. You can, like with regards to what I was talking about earlier with regards to someone who is in authority or at the top of the pinnacle with regards to having a team beneath him. Mm-hmm. If the situation, if the lack of accountability was grave or serious enough, mm-hmm. this is the question that uh, I think a lot, of, a lot of people in positions of power really fear. Is it their responsibility to say, yes, I was the one that screwed up and therefore my job is going to go? before yeah. anybody else underneath them if, if it gets to that yeah because in accountability you can't just merely explain it away or give excuses it's, it's about actions and outcomes you, you have mm-hmm. to personally claim them and own them so if someone is in a, a senior management role and, and they're not doing all the things i talked about earlier like explaining it properly making sure the people that are doing it are properly trained to know what they're doing that's that falls on them because they're assigning them to that stuff Mm-hmm. That's they're assigning people to responsibilities that they they should not be, and they should mm-hmm. be held accountable for that. That's what it all comes back to is you should be held accountable for that, and not in a mean way, but no. just to ensure that they realize what they have to do going forward. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I found was really interesting with regards to accountability when I was involved with the medicine ways with my elder grandmother Parisha, when I had become chief of our band here in Toronto, one of the things that she would come back to me and say, whenever there's a gathering and there is food being given out, you as the chief are the last one to eat. If you're responsible for making sure everybody has a place to sleep in a blanket, if you're short blankets, guess who goes without the blanket? It's the one that's accountable or the one that's taken the leadership position. Yeah. I often have said that that is the way businesses should actually run and work, and it's not something that's readily embraced, I'll tell you now. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, it's true, and that goes to the heart of leadership. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, you're absolutely correct, and accountability, as, as you said at, the, at the, the top of the hour, Martin, has so many facets of that expression of love, mm-hmm. and when we talk about it on a – for, for example, on a personal level, how many people have we we heard, you know, say, oh, that didn't work out. And it so wasn't my fault and blah, 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 blah. Mm. And you think, what is your accountability? And maybe your accountability is being aware. Mm-hmm. And if you failed to be aware oh, and everything else. <laughs> sorry, I have to laugh because I was in a meeting today where I was presenting a five-year strategy to my bosses. I was going through, and they said, well, is that right? I'm going, no, you're right, it isn't. That's one. I said, what do you mean? Well, I made one mistake. Uh, you're right. Mm-hmm. And then when I got up to 11 mistakes. 
And, and I was counting them per person. So I said, well, that's 11 for me, two for you, one for you. And they were all laughing at the end because I said, yeah, no, I'll freely admit that, that wasn't done perfectly. But we worked together and laughed about it because it's also yeah. collaboration builds yeah. accountability as well. Well, and that's part of being accountable. When we talk about accountability from a self-sovereign perspective, it comes back to coming from your heart center. It's not about pointing a finger or the blame game. Yep. It's about how do we band together to reach a common goal for a win-win for everyone. Yeah, you're very right. And it's interesting, and I'll bring this up. I have a note here. Only because I know we have a lot of people who are Christians uh, listening to the program. And I wanted to throw in that where does this come into Christianity in the Bible? And it's interesting. Under James, it says, my dear brothers, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Mm -hmm. But it also goes on under Hebrews to say, and let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. And under theologians, encourage one another and build each other up. And even the do not judge or you will be judged. Mm -hmm. it's, it all goes to accountability. Yeah. I think it's interesting that there are so many pieces, even in the Bible, that go to accountability and are talking what we're talking about. So this isn't something that doesn't have a basis in our major religion of this end of the world either. It is something that has that basis as well. Mm -hmm. So accountability goes to the heart of so many things, so many levels, business, personal, religious. For sure. It is important from all those aspects. And I just wanted to bring that in because it is a piece of coming from the heart, and that's why it's found in so many places. No, you're absolutely correct, Martin. And it goes back to what we've talked about on many past prior shows. Past prior? There's a, there's a double. What's there that you called? go. Yeah, past yeah. prior. Yeah. There we go. There's my good English. Uh, <laughs> you like that now, folks? Um, I'll hold you accountable for that. There you go. And I take responsibility and ownership for <laughs> it. Oh, God, whoopee. We've often talked about the ripple effect. <laughs> and truly what you just said, Martin, is being aware of the truth around how you affect others and everything. And that whole banding together. So this is not something new that we are talking about. This has been around for hundreds of millions of trillions of years. It's about really focusing in and kind of envisioning it in ways that will help do good for both oneself and others. Yes. And that's why I think it still goes back to that wonderful definition of I like being willing to answer, to be accountable the outcomes resulting from your choices, behaviors, and actions. Yes. And that goes to all facets of life. You covered off pretty well the heart of accountability. Good word to use that. The heart of accountability. Yeah. And if you, if you hold yourself accountable for something, you have to be able to look yourself, or you don't have to, but it might be best if you could look yourself in the mirror and say, am I being authentic? Am I representing in each and every moment, to the best of my ability, who I am, what I stand for, what I believe in, and what I want to personify. And if I can, then others will be very comfortable in saying, oh, that's not a loose cannon. I may or may not disagree with how they act, but I know because they act consistently. Mm -hmm. That's very true. And the other thing I liked about 
when I was looking up accountability. One of the synonyms was answerability. Mm, um, good one. And that goes to a piece of it. So you can say accountability, you can say answerability. All of those things come into play. Is what you are doing going to bring in the outcomes and results that are best for everyone? And it is, in the end, about doing things that go to the whole of humanity in a lot of ways when you bring it to the big accountability and not just about something on the job but even when you're out and dealing with people no matter who they are no matter how short you've met them be accountable for your actions so you're not making them feel unloved mm -hmm. is another way to look at it because if it's coming from love you can be held accountable if you're doing things that are unloving yeah uh, another another thing, as I said earlier, too, with accountability, there has to be a certain amount of transparency. If you're holding any kind of agenda or a hidden agenda, then you're going to make it extremely difficult to be accountable because you're not going to do what you say you're going to be doing. You're going to be trying to hold to an agenda that you're not transparent with. Great so, point, Ron. Great and, you know, point. And, and eventually, people will just simply feel your inability to be transparent and therefore not be trustworthy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. There's that word. It goes to a lot to trustability. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because if you're accountable and people can count on what you do and mm -hmm. what you say you'll do, then there's trust builds from that. Yeah. And if you're going to be hiding that all the time and not be transparent, then people can't have trust with you. And if they don't have trust, why, they sh why should they believe anything you say? That's what it'll get to eventually if you keep doing it. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that I can't see as a good outcome for anyone in the end. Might win them something short term, look at something they gain, but in the long term they'll be they'll That's be, right. Go away. <laughs> yeah. And ultimately with regards to accountability, all that accountability will mean for you will be self respect and you, it will be self-empowering. Mm -hmm. You will feel powerful if you know you can be counted on. Right. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, we see so much in this day and age in mm -hmm. government and politics and religions and corporations. There is really no accountability in a lot of cases. Oh, yeah. Exactly. exactly. There's some that are yeah. just not accountable. Yeah. And you brought probably the biggest example up in the last 10 years was the whole subprime mortgage debacle and yeah. the way yeah. all that went down. Yep. And it's not something that y you can fear. It's people who, who are deceitful, who cannot be accountable, mm -hmm. that are obviously in positions of power today, that make that word look frightful. Oh, yeah. If you're honest with yourself, if you're authentic, accountability is a snap. It's easy. And people will trust you. People will, yeah. people will give you the shirt off their back if they yeah. believe you're totally trustworthy. Because when you tell them you need something or something's needed, and you've been proven right every time before because you've always been true to your word they will give you the shirt off your back but if you've took it once and, and misused it against them they will just walk the other way from there on out <laughs> exactly and when you talk about the term powerful ron i, I know exactly what you meant but i just want to clarify for our listeners that means at least i i am confident i'm interpreting this correctly is that you become more powerful in your own power, not power over others, but your own power. And that's what reverberates throughout everyone. Yes. And it's not power over others, but you know, no. in the end, when you have accountability, it's people are willing to give you power. And as I said earlier, 
if you have power over others, then you're not giving them the freedom of responsibility to make their choices. Right. That's not that is not what power to me truly yeah. means. Power yeah. means that you will take responsibility and allow those beneath you, if it's in a corporate situation, to make their own choices. And when it fails or if they fail, you don't necessarily go back and blame them. You say, yes, I was the one that decided I was going to allow you to make your freedom of choice. Therefore, I'm also accountable to the situation. And that's one of the reasons that people should always, when they give accountability to someone, is make sure they're capable of handling it. Always discuss. Never jump on something that, as I said earlier, that you might not be able to promise or you can't deliver simply because you yourself have an agenda of trying to appear better than someone else. If you can't accomplish what it is that you say you're going to be doing, don't make that decision. Say, no, I don't want to be accountable for this because I don't think that I can. Be honest. Discussion. Open communication is also extremely important when it comes to setting guidelines for accountability. I think oftentimes when we think about leadership too, especially within, in business, whilst there might be someone who's at the head. Pinnacle, yeah. Those that work, I think, Ron, you used the term beneath them. I, I would say that they work in different roles. They are the, the doers in some cases. Well, oftentimes the person at the pinnacle does not have the skill set. So it's really being that collaborative. So you understand that when you lead a group of people, it doesn't mean that you're better or worse. It means that you have a diversified skill set. Oftentimes a leader cannot do what their doers do. And everyone is just as valuable in their own skill set. It just might be different. And I hate to say it, folks, but we're at the end of our time. Oh, my goodness. We're so... I would say thank you, everyone. I hope this was helpful. Know that we will be going through many more what we are calling the expressions of love and how to move into a place that demonstrates your love through your behaviors and through your being. And we'll be doing more of these on the weeks as they come. We hope it will help you come more from your center of love and what that means. And beyond that, have a fabulous week. Mm -hmm. I have nothing else to add to that, Martin. So everybody have a wonderful week. Have an amazing week, folks. Thank you for listening to The Sovereign Self. We will be back with another show that will celebrate the beauty and perseverance of you and your sovereign self. If you would like more information or to send questions to Martin, Karen or Ron, please go to their Facebook page, www.facebook.com forward slash Sovereign Self. See you next week.